This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Welcome to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV show, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, it's the IQ cometh. Another very awkward pun. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna they're never going to beat Dark Side of the Moon Beach, really, are they? So we might as well just no. lower expectations to zero, <laughs> if not underground, to be honest. <laughs> Good point. Uh, well, uh, speaking of lowering our expectations, can you share the blurb? I can, of course. Yes. Okay. Jessica and everyone else at Sweet Valley High is shocked when she receives the highest score on the college compatibility test. Todd's new friends demand money from Winston or else. Oh, they sure do. Mm. And uh, yeah, of course, readers of the books will know that there was um, a storyline in one of, I think it was just a B plot in one of the books. Remember where Elizabeth and Liz and Jessica's um, test results got mixed up and it looked like Liz had done really badly in something and Jessica had done really well. Um, I can't remember the details, but as soon as I was, well, as I started watching this episode, I was like, there's something familiar about this. Because there is, there is a book called Jessica the Genius. Is it that one? But that's like way down in the series or like it's 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 past book 100 I think oh no I think there's one we've done already yeah but I don't think it was like a main plot line listeners probably to Alpha Sisters help us out here if you can uh, tell us which one um, I'm thinking of because (laughs) there was definitely one where Liz was sort of shocked at how badly she'd supposedly done at a test where (laughs) Jessica had somehow triumphed Um, though this isn't quite that sort of uh you know, there, it's it's not so much a twin reversal, and there's mm. more. It's more about Jessica getting out of her depth. Um, but it begins with the twins and Lila emerging from uh, from a test of some kind, and Liz is fretting over the results. While um, Jessica doesn't really care one way or the other, quite frankly, she's very unconcerned. Uh, yeah, she also like. Liz kind of starts whining about how hard it was and Jess is like, oh, stop complaining. I'm sure you got your usual high score. And it did remind me of like, there were always those people you went to school with who were like, oh my God, that was awful. I did so shit. And then they get like a string of A's and you're like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> I didn't do any work at all. I was like, you did. Stop the lying. Worst. <laughs> those people are the worst. <laughs> I know what happens when you do no work at all. It's not <laughs> the same result as you. Humble yeah. bragger. <laughs> well, Lila mocks the whole format uh, because uh, apparently their maths problems in Sweet Valley these days are kind of fashion based. 
Oh my god! Yeah, it's like it was it written specifically for Lila or something. This particular question, uh, but yeah, she just uh, it was most unimpressed with the maths uh, of it all and uh, was just given out. She was like, "Oh, I hate those questions so much." And goes, "If Karen buys a shirt for twenty five dollars and a pair of pants for half that much, how much has she spent? Not enough to look good." <laughs> So, I mean, Lila, even dissing the fictional, <laughs> like, hypothetical purchases of the uh, the Swedish Valley maths test. I, I don't even know what is it a character in a maths test, um, but uh, yeah, she's um, they're they're not well dressed enough for Lila, whoever they are, and <laughs> she, she needs to cheer herself up by spending some money. She says. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's true to her character in fairness. <laughs> Good point. Um, well, Jessica doesn't understand uh, all this stress uh, because she thinks the test is meaningless. Uh, she thinks she's, she says she's been bombing tests for years and look at her. And uh, Lila and Liz do exchange a meaningful glance at this. <laughs> it is pretty good. <laughs> Well, Jessica has to rush because she's late for gym. And when Lila expresses surprise that Jessica is uh, concerned about being late for PE, Jessica reveals it's not the gymnasium she's heading to. Well, of course not. Yes, she uh, she clarifies to Lila that, uh, no, she doesn't mean gym class at all. She means Jim Johnson. He should be getting out of swim practice about now. So the pair of them go skittering off down the corridor in search of uh, of Jim and wherever this yeah. mysterious pool is, because we've only ever heard someone getting thrown into it. We still haven't seen it. <gasps> That's true. Oh, my God. Is it still there, I wonder? I mean, hmm. it's uh, it, hasn't, uh, it played a very important role in that very first episode but uh, not so much ever since mm. well yeah Jessica heads off and Winston approaches uh, Liz and they banter but then who should slam into Liz sending her books flying but a goon no I was actually kind of surprised that these goons went to Sweet Valley High I don't know I don't know why I presumed they were either older than Todd or just I don't know I was surprised to see them in the corridors of Sweet Valley High, I have to say. I don't know why. So, no, I was as well, because when they made their appearance in the last book, or last book, last episode, it was kind of implied they were like, nobody knew them. They just they just yeah. appeared out of nowhere. So, like, I didn't... That's the thing, yeah, no one, like, they're as yet unnamed, or I certainly didn't notice anyone calling them by anything other than, the, like, mm. those dirt bags or whatever, yeah. like, those, like, yeah, they just seemed like an unknown quantity. So, yeah, it was weird to see them in school. And they still don't have names, as far as I can tell. I don't think they <laughs> yeah. get names in this entire episode, even though they do. They have quite a lot of uh, a lot of lines. Mm, true. <laughs> we see we don't get the credits these days. They probably were in the credits, and yeah. uh, probably not as goon one and goon two. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, when when the goon slams into Liz, Winston angrily uh, demands that that he come back and apologise. The goon turns around and says, what did you say, four eyes? Oh God, yeah, just like super aggressive uh, for no reason. So of course, Winston just starts babbling like crazy uh, as is his usual way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there, there's two goons as usual and uh, yeah, they kind of like slam him into the locker and get, get <gasps> very aggro uh, very mm. quickly. Like it escalates so fast. It does. And uh, Winston, um, uh, when he's when he's been slammed into the locker, uh, 
he, he's still sort of babbling away. And one of the goons says, how long has mental illness run in your family? And Winston is kind of hilarious. His comic timing is brilliant. He's like, about three years, actually. It's only, it's only a matter of time before it struck me too. <laughs> yeah, again, he's got some great little comedy moments in it. And again, like his timing is just perfect because, uh, yeah, one, whichever goon it is, uh, tells him to say goodbye to his teeth. And Winston's like, give me a minute. There's 32 of them. <laughs> Well, the goon, because as we learned throughout this episode, this is his fighting style, dramatically <laughs> pulls his fist back for a punch and like pauses. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and hold. <laughs> but before he can release his fists of fury, who should come up but Chrome Dome? Yeah, so he comes around the corner uh, to find this scene and he's like, oh. like he's he's kind of shit. He's just like, hey, none of that here. And it's like someone was clearly about to be beaten up like in your yes. school. And he's just like, stop that. And that's about it that you get from him, like in terms of discipline. It's like, all right, nice one, Chrome Dome. <laughs> like, eh, there's more trouble than it's worth. Hmm. So the goons say they're just fooling around with their pal Winston and they march off and um, Liz and Winston troubled as well they mm. might be so we cut to jessica at her locker i guess it's the next day and random passers-by are all congratulating her and you know saying like way to go jess and she's confused but the viewer figures out what's going on <laughs> because there's a banner hanging in the background <laughs> There's a fucking huge yellow banner up behind her. But like at one point she turns around and faces it and still doesn't seem to notice it and still is confused by all these congratulations. Um, yeah, because it's um, it's like it's it's saying congratulations, Jessica Wakefield and what's the name? Mortimer Plunk? Something like that. Yes, it's Mortimer uh, Plunk. Yes. And it's like, you know, good luck in the academic bowl. Um, so clearly, yeah, there's she's had her name on a banner, but has no idea that it's even there. It's, it's very strange. <laughs> it is. So Liz appears and tells Jessica how proud she is, just as Chrome Dome approaches. And uh, all is revealed when he says that Jessica got 162 on a college compatibility test. Now, I guess this is meant to be like the SATs, but I don't really understand SAT scores at all because we don't have them. So mm. I guess 162 is clearly good. Don't I guess. Know. Yeah, mm. it meant nothing to me, to be honest. Yes, <laughs> it's like, a totally okay. random number. I mean, that's, I, I guess that's a high number. So good for you, Jess. <laughs> yes. So uh, Chrome Dome tells her that she'll do an excellent job representing the school at the Academic Bowl. And uh, Jessica's never heard of it, but apparently it's like a game show for students. It's basically University Challenge. Yeah, and actually we did have the College Bowl in a book in Love yes, Again, I think. Uh, and Jessica did. was on the team. Yeah. So yeah, it's basically that again. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, maybe that was the book that she got the wrong results for. That could have been oh. it. Maybe, yeah, because why else would she be on like a trivia team? I don't. It's not really her type of thing. No, not for not mm. when the questions are kind of academic. And in this yeah. case, they've got to uh, answer questions on history, literature, and science. Mm-hmm. And even though it's like a big, I don't know, nationwide, statewide uh, um, event, of course, it's taking place in Sweet Valley High. And Jessica is horrified that she's going to have to pair up with some geek named Mortimer. But then a hunk approaches. <laughs> Enter Mortimer. And uh, yeah, she's she's speechless because he's cute. But in fairness, he actually is kind of cute and not like the usual SVH cute where it's like a 40 year old man in a terrible shirt. Like, do you know, <laughs> he actually is 
cute. Like we're like, yes, you're nineties teen boy. It's like, yes, well done, lads. You finally got one right on the old casting director's <laughs> call. <laughs> well, Jessica, like us, is so surprised. She just loses her her uh, uh, her ability to speak because she introduces herself as Wessica Jakefield. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jessica. Um, yeah, then she corrects herself and Mortimer kind of dickishly says, uh, yeah, nice to meet a girl who doesn't rely on her looks. It's like, all right, dude, just say nice to meet you. What's wrong with you? <laughs> he is kind of a dick, it has to be said. Yeah. Um, well, he suggests me to get the moon beach later to discuss strategy. And uh, of course, she's delighted. By the way, they don't name a time. He just says later. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's good enough. That's fine. <laughs> So uh, she's even more excited when she hears that uh, the winner of the academic bowl uh, is going to will get five hundred dollars, which is a pretty decent prize. Mm, it is. I mean, I presume that she'd have to split it with Mortimer, though. That it's like a team. The team get five hundred. I got the impression it was five hundred each, but maybe oh, not. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, we cut to later when she and Mortimer are bidding each other farewell at the Moon Beach. So I guess they've had their strategy meeting, and <laughs> um, he says that. I do not buy that Jessica is this dim. They, because... They've made her, they've really upped the kind of the bimbo <laughs> like <laughs> no, nozzle on this one. Haven't they? They've made her kind of, yeah, especially dumb. But yeah, she's not this dumb. <laughs> no, she is not. Because he says, okay, you can take so- the science questions uh, or the science question because the way this pans out, it seems to me they're literally just asked like five questions. And uh, he says that, you know, she can like brush up on the theory of relativity and Jessica says sincerely oh you know no one's going to care about my relatives it's like there's no way she thinks that the theory of relativity is or she she doesn't know it's a science thing but let's just go for it yeah go with it (laughs) we're gonna have to because there's a lot more of this (laughs) because he's like Mortimer is like very funny Uh, and uh, off he goes then who should enter the beach? <laughs> Why, it's Todd plus goons. <laughs> the goons are back. <laughs> they're all over the place. Literally never seen them before. And suddenly they're in like, they're in school. They're at the moon beach. They're everywhere. There's no escaping uh, them. There isn't. So uh, we, we pan across to another table where Cheryl is there with Manny and Liz. And Cheryl asks why Todd is hanging out with those dirt bags. And the goons come up to the table and say, your friend can't hide from us. We'll crush him like a worm. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And I, I couldn't tell if it was because we're looking at particularly bad video quality. But uh, it turns out Winston is hiding underneath the table while all this happens. And I wasn't <laughs> sure if that was actually obvious from the wide shot. But we find out anyway when he slams his fist on the table and it kind of bonks Winston on the head because he's under the yes. table. <laughs> so he then he, uh, he, he gives himself away. And uh, yeah, they kind of drag him out from underneath the table. Like, get out from under there, you idiot. <laughs> but How do they not see him when they're walking up now? It has to be I, said. <laughs> I don't know, because then I wasn't sure. I was like, I was possibly giving them too much credit. I was like, oh, they know he's there and this is all on purpose. But yeah, no, I don't think mm. that actually is the case. <laughs> well, I mean, these goons are not the brightest. And um, they, uh, this is, they're, oh, this is awful for anybody who's, short-sighted like myself uh, they grab Winston's specs and sort of oh. throw them to each other as he tries to grab them back and uh, Winston asks Todd for help of course Todd does fuck all 
he literally turns his back on him, like quite literally spins around on his high stool and back to the counter. It's extremely poor form from Todd, oh, from, from a guy who who we know is a dick and is like extra <laughs> sulky and surly and moody lately. But even this like is pretty bad. It is a new low for Todd, which, as you say, mm. it's saying something. Yeah. So the goons demand $200. I don't know why they suddenly taken like Winston as their target like just because he stood up to them and told them not to like knock Liz over in the corridor but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah they uh, they demand $200 and uh, Winston has to pay up and Cheryl tells Winston it's blackmail and Winston again with his perfect timing is like well technically it's extortion but <laughs> it doesn't matter because he doesn't have it oh. and yeah everyone's disgusted with Todd who goes off with the goons and Winston says like they leave him no choice. He's going to have to pay their demands. Mm, uh, but he's he absolutely okay. broke. Yeah. But somebody's there with an offer of help. <laughs> yeah. So Liz offers to lend him the money because she actually has $200 saved up. Mm, she does. So we cut back to the Casadale Wakefield where Jessica's all ready to go out in a fancy new lilac uh slip dress and when Liz asks her where she's going all dolled up Jessica gets philosophical she does she kind of turns to her and she goes where are any of us going (laughs) (laughs) I think Camus put it best when he said do you know where you're going to do you like the things that life is showing you (laughs) and then Liz says that's not Camus that's Diana Ross (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jessica's all like, ah, oh, Elizabeth, you know, you pretty little fool. And uh, <laughs> talking in this very stilted fashion. And Liz asks why she's talking like Spock. And uh, she tells uh, her sister that Mortimer likes women of great intellect. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. And yeah, she reveals that. Yeah. He called me pithy. I think that's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> So poor Um, Jess, yeah, she's very much in over her head here, for sure. She really is. And uh, when Liz is sort of rolling her eyes, Jessica tells her not to be bitter. And Liz is like, I'm not. And then she says, don't be defensive. And Liz is genuine, like Liz genuinely, in fairness to her, does not have a problem with Jessica Mm. being, you know, singled out for these, this academic honour. And um, Jessica says that she has to go anyway. She just came by to tell Liz that she borrowed $200 from her Holly Hobby music box, which must be pretty large if it can keep all that cash, <laughs> to pay for the dress she's just bought. No. Oh, God. Yeah, so obviously this is a total disaster. Uh, and Liz, like, quite rightly flips the lid at her. She's like, what are you, you stole from me? You invaded my privacy. Yeah. Um, but Jess is just like, it's fine. I'll replace it with my winnings from the academic bowl. Uh, and Liz is like, but what if you don't win? You know, very reasonably. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but Jess just criticizes her for being so negative. She says, you know, where you see a glass half empty, I see a glass of half and half, fully, something like that. <laughs> I mean, I have to say that the lines are delivered very well, but really, I I just do not buy this level of dimness from Jessica (laughs) at all. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we cut to the school and the ubiquitous goons are striding (laughs) down the corridor in their tough guy duds. They're a sight to behold. (laughs) They are. And as soon as they they go past a a doorway, we see Winston peeking out from the side because obviously he's pretty much spending his day trying to hide from these goons, which are very hard to escape because they really are everywhere. (laughs) 
They really are. <laughs> so yeah, he, he emerges from his hiding place and asks Liz if she brought in the money. And Liz says that they have a little problem and um, reveals what happened. And Winston, again, with, with excellent comic delivery, uh, tells you that losing the TV remote is a little problem. But having your physical well-being depend on Jessica's intelligence is a huge problem. Um <laughs> So uh, yeah, he's he just staggers off basically in despair. Yeah, he's kind of just freaking out as he goes. Uh, yeah, saying that it, it's it's that this is a big problem for him, huge, a, a massive problem, a tremendous problem. This problem's going to kill me. <laughs> oh, well, this problem is going to take the form of a goon. So yes, Winston, he it is huge. Um, <laughs> So Liz uh, tells a passing Jessica that she really has to win this competition and get that $500. And mm. Jessica is very confident. But then Chrome Dome puts a halt to her gallop. Yeah. And again, this is a weird thing to to reveal to her in the corridor where anybody could overhear. You think he'd actually bring her into the office for this. But oh, yeah, yeah he, he comes along and says, oh, you know, Jessica, I'm not sure how to say this. And she's all excited. She's like, what? Jeopardy called? Um, but he reveals that there was a mistake in the scoring and she actually got a 62 and not <gasps> 162 because it was someone's first day at the scoring centre, apparently. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, there's uh, they they belabor this point for some time. Um, it was his first day in the scoring center, and he spilled coffee on the grading machine. Uh, but the good news is he's switching to decaf. Or like, so much weird detail about some guy we don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, lad? Skip it. Come on, there was a mix-up. That's all we need to know. <laughs> the jo- the alleged joke is not funny enough to spend this much time on it. No. But, um, Anyway, Chrome Dome uh, says that Jessica can back out of the academic bowl um, if she wants to, but Jessica says no because she's been studying hard. And then Chrome Dome, clearly with no real, you know, investment in the honour of Sweet Valley High, is like, <laughs> well, good luck, and off he oh goes. God. But he pulls it like he kind of says good luck, and then as he's walking away, he's pulling this face like a <laughs> kind of face <laughs> that she can't see, and it actually is pretty funny. In fairness to that guy, <laughs> it is. So I would, I'd like to hope a principal would be slightly more, you know, concerned about how his school looked in a <laughs> fancy competition. <laughs> you would think it's the state, it's the state championships, apparently. But he's very blasé about the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. Well, Liz says that Jessica, um, like, is basically, are you sure about this? And Jessica says she can't let Mortimer know she's a fool. I mean, I'm. I think competing at this stage is going to prove that. But um, Liz says you better hit the books then. But Jessica has another idea. Hmm. Yeah, she she says that studying clearly isn't going to be enough to get the job done. Yeah, and then it's very like, oh, schemey face, I have a better idea. And I was like, oh, twin switch. Okay, I see where this is going. <laughs> I thought the same, but we both <laughs> thought wrong. It's the obvious thing, but no. Jessica knows definitely not better. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. (laughs) Well, she's gone and Winston emerges from his hiding place, but then he backs right into the goons. No. Oh, God. Yeah. So once again, he's shoved up against a locker being threatened um, when he explains that he doesn't have the money. Uh, So he he then uh, pitches to them. He's like, look, how about this? How about 10 easy installments of 1999 a month? Um, But they're, they're not charmed. Definitely not charmed uh, <laughs> like we are by Winston. 
<laughs> yeah, as Todd watches from his locker, Goon A tells Goon B to stomp on Winston. But Goon B says he's no use to us, use to us, all messed up. What, what use are they planning to make right. of him? Oh, Jesus, I don't know. So there was a point actually, actually earlier on when they were threatening him where I think Goon B kind of like grabbed Winston's face and made like a kissy noise at him. So it's like, all right, Goon B, relax. <laughs> Just cool on the sexual undertones, okay? What is going on to these Goon's minds? Um, well, they tell Winston to pay up or he's a puddle with glasses. <laughs> and off they go and Winston gazes at the clock because he's got uh, four, oh sorry they tell him to pay up in 48 hours hmm. or he's yeah. puzzled with glasses and uh, as they go Winston looks at a clock that's conveniently positioned next to his locker <laughs> it's very bang. dramatic overhead kind of shot it's great <laughs> it is um, and uh, perfectly placed for us to see Winston banging his head off the locker in frustration hmm. so Liz approaches Todd and rightly asks him how he can let these goons, who are his, supposedly his new pals, torment his oldest friend, Winston. Yeah, she's like, she's absolutely right here. And she is mm. like giving him shit that he fully deserves um, at his locker. And he's his usual kind of surly dickhead self um, because she says to him, you know, yeah, how can you stand there? He used to be your friend. And Todd's like, yeah, used to be. <laughs> so she, um, she's just not having it. And she's like, look, I realise you're going through a lot right now, but shutting out the people who care about you isn't the answer. Uh, and Todd's yeah. like, I don't want to have this conversation. Like opens his locker so he can't see Liz's face. And she just slams oh. it shut. And she's like, well, you're having it. And I was just like, yes, Liz, <laughs> fucking tell him. Because somebody just needs to just fucking put him in his place and get him to cop yes. on. Oh. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, it still, um, it still doesn't work. Because um, Todd is basically says, "Oh, Winston big is a big boy. And he can take take care of himself, and uh, so can I." And Liz tells him, "Well, soon people will stop caring about you if you keep acting like that." She goes off, and Todd actually looks more miserable than sulky. That's true. Yeah, she she has kind of started to to get through to him some bit. It seems like from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, Liz approaches Winston and says, look, we'll figure something out. And he doesn't know what that might be. But then Cheryl approaches and she's got an idea. Yeah, she says, look, you know, I know we don't know each other very well, but, if, you know, I'd like to help you if I can. But Winston says, unless you have $300, he doesn't see how. So obviously the price has gone up as well as with this kind of yes. extended deadline he's gotten. Like the interest rates are crazy on these goons. They um, really are. They're like 30%. <laughs> Um, Cheryl, yeah, it's heavy going. But um, Cheryl reveals that uh, she doesn't have the money. But when she was a model, she took boxing to keep in shape and says that she can teach him a few moves that might actually surprise these Neanderthals. <gasps> and we're surprised because there's a montage. My note went all caps here and <laughs> just saying, fuck <laughs> me, it's a training montage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it goes full rocky. Oh Winston's wearing like a grey moral sweatshirt. Yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh god. Though the music is so good as well because it's just enough like Rocky to make you think of yeah. Rocky without being enough <laughs> like it to get them sued. It's like everything is just slightly off. They're like the trumpets and everything at the start. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> oh, perfectly pitched. Uh whoever was doing the music on this episode. Um and Winston he skips, he does um push up or um press ups. He eats raw eggs with money. 
Oh God! Yeah, Manny hands him a glass full of raw eggs, but they even do the like showing a little bit of improvement because at the start he's trying yeah. to do a push up and Cheryl is just yelling at him and he's getting nowhere. And then he's like <laughs> doing one a little better, and then suddenly it cuts to him doing one with like Cheryl and Liz sitting on his back. So it's like, <laughs> yes, he's nailing this. These forty-eight hours are going to make all the difference. <laughs> and eventually he's decked out in a silken red robe and matching shorts. Oh my God! Amazing. There's all these different cuts of him as well of him just like falling over for different reasons, like he gets. His, mm. his foot caught in the skipping rope or he gets knocked out yeah. by one of those little punch bag things yeah. that go really fast and uh, eventually yes he's able to do his push-ups he's he's dancing around <laughs> shadow boxing in his silky shorts and his silky robe but then his foot lands in a bucket and he falls over again unfortunately because it is still Winston at the end of the day so you've got to have a pratfall in there somewhere and he pratfalls beautifully mm. we cut to the office of Ernie <laughs> Schlevick <laughs> I love Ernie I have to say I'm just <laughs> big fan of Ernie <laughs> love his work so do, I, so do I but I am very confused because he's the head of the academic bowl and yet he apparently works in Sweet Valley High I, oh my god yeah is that what's happening because okay I don't know where these offices are I just assumed it was an office <laughs> building somewhere but also yeah that doesn't make any sense <laughs> <laughs> Even how they found him, uh, because he's he's taking uh, a message on the phone from his wife. She's giving him a shopping list of uh, stuff to pick up um, from the supermarket on his way home. But then Lila runs in and distracts him <laughs> quite ingeniously. Oh She's so good in this as ever. So yeah, Lila runs in and she's like, quick, some guy is calculating the square root of 5 million and 83 on an abacus. <laughs> <laughs> And Ernie gets genuinely excited. He's like, oh, those crazy kids! And rushes out. He's so delighted. He's like, oh, I better stop them before they hurt themselves and takes off out the door. Like, he's just so thrilled. It's very cute. He's committed. um, And I like it. So as soon as he rushes out, Jessica rushes in um, because her plan is to go through all Ernie's files and get the answers to the academic bowl. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's that's the the scheme, the better idea than a fucking twin switch, which seems like just the obvious solution to this. But look, here we are. She's uh, yeah, so she's rooting around the office trying to find uh, the test answers, um, as is Lila, and then Jessica finds uh, the shopping list on Ernie's desk where he was uh, yeah. writing down the list from his wife, and like it's very obviously a shopping list because it literally yes. says milk. Fettuccine, kitty litter, <laughs> cat food, tomatoes, lettuce. So it's they really have just dialed up the the dimness on Jess for real. Oh, like. <laughs> they sure have because not only does she um, automatically think these the, the random you know grocery objects are the answers <laughs> to this super hard quiz um she says that by the time she finishes memor- memorizing this list like it would take you literally two minutes. She'll yeah. be known as Jessica Einstein. Like, really, Jessica? But luckily, Lila's on hand to correct her that it's actually Einstein, dummy. Oh, what a pair <laughs> they are. <laughs> well, we cut to the, bo- to the uh, academic bowl with a host, Wink Blinkendale. 
I, I I couldn't make out his name and I, for some reason I wrote down Wayne Flakendales. <laughs> it's, it's, it could be either of those. It could be something in between. Who uh, knows? I was just like, who is this guy? I don't care. Flakendales? Is that what he said? I don't know. It doesn't sound I didn't bother like to go back. <laughs> I did and it was still like, What? <laughs> so uh, I, I'm afraid sorry listeners I didn't rewind it a third time uh, much, so I apologise for that but um, uh, yeah he's ready to host he's quite the, the classic game show king and the other team are apparently from Rolling Hills I hoped we'd get uh, we'd get a, a school that's mentioned in the like, books uh, that was such a perfect opportunity for Palisades or Big Mesa for yeah, sure but, yeah yeah no, rolling well, hills tech. Yep, and they've got fancy uniforms and they look very serious. And, mm, yeah, they're uh, very uh, classic kind of like nerdy types. They're, yeah, they're wearing ties mm. and blazers and all like it's a it's yes. whole thing. Well, uh, Rank Blankensoft or whatever his name was. <laughs> Flink Blankenhole. <laughs> <laughs> he tells them that obviously the winner will get the big cash prize and I guess go on to the next stage whereas mm. the loser will um, take home a gift of the home version of the academic bowl does that mean like a board game or something a board game I guess yeah it must be so uh, yeah Jessica is um, is confident as the, the games begin uh, Winston is not confident we see him in the audience because <laughs> he knows that like he's going to need her winnings to, to mm. pay the goons <sighs> So the first question <laughs> is they have to name the solution that is produced when two different substances are mixed. Jessica says milk. The answer, <laughs> sulfuric acid. Yeah, it was like, I th- yeah, I actually wrote down, it was like ammonia and sulfate yeah. when they're mixed. And yeah, Jess buzzes in immediately and, and chirps out milk. <laughs> well, that answer is uh, positively learned in comparison to her next question, which is um, <laughs> name an Italian despot who ruled uh, ruled the country in the 1930s. And Jessica says, fettuccine. <laughs> I I did think this was quite a funny setup, though. In fairness, because you know it's coming. Because you like when you've it seen the list, funny. you know fish yes. and is next, and like Italian name is what's being looked for here. And I, I did yes. think that was quite funny for Jess to be like fettuccine. It is because she's very proud of herself. Mortimer, yeah. understandably, is appalled. He's not uh, into this as well. No, it's it's not going well for Mortimer. But also, I do want to point out that Jess is wearing some very delightful, like smart girl drag here as well. She's got like oh, an unnecessary pair is. of glasses on. Her hair is up in a ponytail. She's got a sweater around her shoulders. It's like a fucking <laughs> great look. In fairness, <laughs> where did she get that? Those glasses? I wonder. Did she just like steal somebody? Probably. <laughs> she just bullied someone into giving them to her. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it continues. She's asked to what Eleanor Roosevelt's nickname was and she says Kitty Litter. <laughs> and it's just, it goes from bad to worse, basically. And, mm. um, af- uh, and afterwards, uh, we, uh, we discover that Jessica did break a record in the academic bowl. She got the lowest score ever. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't seem too bothered about it, really. Um, no, she says she's, she's relieved. Pleased. Yeah, she's relieved that it's all over. She says it was too much pressure being the smartest and the prettiest girl in Sweet Valley High. Oh. <laughs> but she's also very unbothered about the fact that, like, she didn't win that money. She's how's she going to pay Liz back? And also, like, Winston is still screwed. So yeah, that just seems to have gone yes. out the window for the moment. 
Well, a passing Mortimer calls her a Philistine and she's appalled that he doesn't remember her name. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that is funny because it does sound like Phyllis Dean or something the way he says this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Liz doesn't have time for this nonsense. She has to comfort Winston because it's three o'clock. And as Winston says... (laughs) <laughs> can, you ta- well, can you share his exact words, Carol? Yes. So he's watching that very appropriately or handily placed giant hallway <laughs> clock. Uh, watches it tick down to three on the dot and says, uh, well, it's three o'clock. No sign of those goons. <laughs> <laughs> Canonical goons! Canonical goons. So satisfying <laughs> to hear him call them goons. My God. <laughs> Loved that. <laughs> now, I think we each in our respective homes laughed out loud at these <laughs> Yes, <laughs> so uh, yeah he's it, it looks like they're not turning up so he thinks they must have heard that he was working out uh, <laughs> and he and Liz leave the school by a side entrance that looks like the door out to a prison yard it is clearly <laughs> by the way just like one of the studio lots just, yeah outside as a sound stage for sure yeah <laughs> but what could be waiting for him Oh my god. Well we cut to this insane like western style framing where there's like a clenched fist in the foreground oh as Winston god. is leaving. It's hilarious. Um yeah, as he's coming outside there's also a crowd gathered. Uh and uh yeah, the the camera switches and we see the goons in matching leather jackets. How very club X of them. <laughs> oh, I was thinking that very same thing. All they needed was the bespoke embroidery and they'd mm. been uh, they'd been perfect. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the goon says, time's up, dork. And Winston is up for the drama because he dramatically removes his glasses and says, you shan't be getting my money this day. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like he hands the glasses to Liz as he says this and then all this Western music kicks in. It's <laughs> So fucking good. <laughs> it goes full Ennio Marconi. It's like, again, it's the slightly off version of uh, oh, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Wah, wah, wah. you don't have to pay wah, for it. Very yeah. <laughs> that. You get the close ups of like the clenched fists, close ups oh. of people's narrowed eyes. Like, it's fully, we're going Western and we're going hard. Oh. It's so good. <laughs> We are. It's full Sergio Leone and um, the crowd are clearly on Winston's side. They're all like, mm. leave him alone, you bully. Go, Winston. Yes. Come on, yes. Winston. <laughs> A lot of little crowd noises thrown in like that. It's hilarious. <laughs> brilliant. So the girl is amused by Winston's defiance. And uh, yeah, they, they advance towards each other to this uh, sub Elio Morricone soundtrack. And, <laughs> The goon says, uh, get ready for a world of pain. And he draws his fist back in his trademark fighting style. But what should happen? Suddenly, it's Todd. He uh, he grabs he grabs the goon's arm while he's, you know, paused in his usual pose. And uh, <laughs> the goon is like, Wilkins, what are you doing? Uh, and Todd says, I'm doing what I should have done a long time ago. This guy's my friend, man, my real friend. Uh, and he says, look, if you've got a problem with him, you've got a problem with me too. <gasps> and Winston tells Todd, thanks for your help. And he, it's, he does it sincerely. He's not, uh, mm. you know. He's he does yeah no uh, appreciate Todd has it. Todd has actually come good for for the first time in good many episodes <laughs> yes 
But Winston says that he doesn't need his help from uh, anymore because he's not. I, I'm not afraid of these losers. I'm primed, pumped, and ready to bruiseify. Oh my god! Says, Step aside and let the games begin. Oh my god! It's so good. Like Todd is kind of looking at him like. Okay, it's your call. Like he, you know, he did what he had to do here. But Winston is his game on for this. And once Todd steps aside, uh, yeah, Winston dials up the trash talk again. Says, "I hope you've got Blue Cross on your speed dial. Come to Daddy." And I am not proud of the noise that I made. At that point. <laughs> It's so fucking good. I have to say oh, it's great. <laughs> but sadly, we don't get to see Winston uh, beat up a goon because we cut <laughs> to the moon beach where he's got an ice pack pressed to one of his eyes. Oh, yeah, it has not gone well for Winston. Um, yeah, he's sitting there with Liz at the moon beach and he's saying, you know, I told Todd he didn't have to step in. But uh, Liz is like, well, you know, he had to. That guy knocked you out cold. So apparently it didn't quite go the way Winston was hoping because uh, he's got a proper shiner as well. But uh, but no, Winston consoles himself and he's like, you know what? I bet that guy's fist was pretty messed up, huh? Oh. <laughs> so you know what? Take the win where you can. <laughs> Indeed. And Winston wonders of all this means that Todd is sort of coming back to the to the fold hmm. uh, for good. And Liz sure hopes so. That hilariously <laughs> <laughs> Todd's face is sort of projected like manifests oh, next God. to hers. It's incredible. It's just this like little smiling Todd face just fades in like in a corner of the screen. And yeah, my notes also just say hilarious here. <laughs> It's very translucent. I just, oh my God, it's amazing. Um, And uh, that is the end of the episode. That extraordinary shot of Liz gazing at an imaginary child. It's so good. I was not ready and it was just like a final little treat for us at the very tail end of the episode. And I thank them for it. So well done, you guys. I second that. Thanks. Oh, Pi Beta Alpha Sisters, did you enjoy this episode as much as we did? Because I think we enjoyed it a lot. I'm, I'm actually sad that Todd's gangland days are coming to a close because I... Yeah, they're definitely winding, they're winding down the, um, the, the, the Todd, the ne'er-do-well Todd storyline for sure. <laughs> We're not quite there yet, but yeah, he's coming back around at this stage for sure. Uh, so this might be the last of the goons, sadly. <laughs> Um, but uh, you had plenty of thoughts on last week's episode, which you might remember was the magnificently titled Dark Side of the Moon Beach. Oh my God. I mean, an all time classic in, hmm. in its title, at least. Uh, um, Katie Logstrut said, I think the best moment was when the goons shouted, Shut up, Todd. Should be said more <laughs> often, in my opinion. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> um, Neri Siren wondered, was the reference to Liz washing her dog for an entire weekend a very deep cut reference to Prince Albert? <gasps> oh my goodness. Is he is, yeah. is he like the parents and just out of shot at all times? <laughs> <laughs> we need to know. Maybe he'll actually make an appearance at some stage. So I think a dog would be uh, pushing the budget out a bit too much. So probably, probably yeah, not. you need you need a handler and everything. No, that's too much hassle for sure. 
Yeah. Um, there was a lot of uh, appreciation for Todd's unprovoked chip attack. It <laughs> was so funny. It's on our um our Instagram page because I, I simply had to to share it with as wide an audience as possible because it just has to be seen to be believed. It just comes out of nowhere and it's so funny. <laughs> well, Happiness uh, Media pointed out that it's second only to No Me Malone, flinging flies everywhere, fl- flinging fries <laughs> everywhere in showgirls and freaking out. <laughs> oh well, I mean, clearly the uh, the uh, the anything that uh, brings showgirls to mind is a good thing. Um, oh, you so, know what? Uh, yeah, I'm ha- always on board with that. <laughs> Hazelnut lattes and romance said the moon beach must lose a fortune in wasted fries from Todd's regular outbursts. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a liability. <laughs> Um, yeah, hello Kelly81 said seems like TV Todd is more unhinged than book Jessica and that is definitely true I think that is true actually yeah definitely mm. agree on that he's uh, he's, a, he's a liability quite frankly mm. and um, yeah a lot of love for Winston however um, Point Valley Creek said I don't know why all these Sweet Valley High girls weren't all over Winston and I mean, I don't know either. Like, same. We're as baffled as you guys, because <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> well, I think we'll be baffled uh, next week as well, because I have looked at the episode description. And I don't know, will we share the whole thing? Because I think we have to get people prepared for this. Um, because... I'm horrified already because we're told that Edith tries to cheer Todd up about getting cut from the basketball team. I mean, that happened at the beginning of the term. The two start spending a lot of time together. Edith soon finds herself falling for Todd. Oh, Edith. No. Oh, God. I mean, it says much to the horror of Liz and Manny and us, I think. It does. It's fair to say. Mm. Yeah. Um, and also Jessica and Lila are caught shoplifting. Oh. Oh, and it says that it's based loosely based on power play. But like, yeah. what? Uh... Really? Yeah. Power play. Powerplay is the one with Robin. Robin, yeah. Unless it's a, a B plot that we're forgetting in that one, but I just can't think now what that would have been. Well, definitely, definitely isn't Enid and Todd. Well, I guess there's only one way to find out, Pybeta sisters. Um, you'll have it. to join us in the clubhouse <laughs> in in two weeks, um, because we will see you in the main feed uh, next week. Where I mean. Is anyone really excited about this? I guess we'll we'll do our best. Look, <laughs> again, we've committed to the format. We can't just skip a book at this stage. <laughs> and you never know. It might be one of those ones that pleasantly surprise us. Like they do crop up every so often. So, you know. That's true. We'll... Yeah, we were dreading um, Ronnie mm. Edwards' gambling book. And then we got an old timey gangster. So <gasps> you just, you know, they could surprise you. You just <sighs> never know. This is true. Hmm. Um, well, we will see you there, Pi Beta Alpha Sisters, in the main feed for my best friend's boyfriend. Um, <laughs> and uh, we will see you uh, at the wind beneath our wings, uh, who we really very much appreciate. Thank you for supporting us here in the clubhouse. Uh, and we will see you here 
in two weeks when we find out what happens when these titles really when I guess Enid and Todd have false possessions Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) see you then everybody Oh, you know what? That's to do with the shoplifting. But yeah, we'll get to it. Okay. <gasps> You're right. <laughs> All the same. <laughs> oh, they're, they're confusing us with these different, with these B-plots. They're taking in stuff from other stories and other books and just making random stuff up about Todd and basketball teams and Enid falling for him. I'm still not over even just reading those words. God, I'd be like, when I actually watched the whole episode. But... Um... <laughs> I guess we'll find out in the clubhouse in two weeks' time. Okay. (laughs) Well, see you then, everybody. Thanks for listening and sorry for interrupting your outro like three times. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.